up the truth. In order to achieve freedom and have good success, we must meditate on the word of God, which is the word of truth, and also obey the word of truth. We must execute and apply. Application is required. Also, we can speak and pray the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, tells us, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The Word of God is scripturally revealed truth given by supernatural means. God's Word of truth turns you from the world's wrong way of thinking to His ways which are holy and full of righteousness. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you. And may God continue to bless you and increase your faith in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we come bow before thee, Lord, thanking you that once again you allowed your day to bring and present your mercies to us. New day brings new mercies, and we're just thankful to be in your presence, to be discussed and converse just not only the things that are going on in the world, but most importantly, the love that you have presented unto this world, that whosoever shall believe on your son, confess your son, and believe on his heart, that you raise them from the dead, that they shall have everlasting life. And we thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We ask that you uh, bless each one of us with the words that you have placed on our hearts and the words that you have placed on our tongues to say that it would exalt you. You are the great and living almighty God, and there's no other God but you, and we should have no other God but you. Lord, we know there's a lot of influences in this world, but, Lord, you are God and you are God alone. So we thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the people on the line. We thank you for those who are not able to be on the line, that you will bless them and keep them, Lord, that we who believe shall continue to endure based on your grace. We honor you. We praise you. We glorify you in the magnificent, holy name, wonderful name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord God. Um, Lord, we yield to you total surrender. We want your spirit to have his way in our lives. And thank you for the spirit of truth and the truth of your word, the truth of the gospel that we're going to be sharing on today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, um, the Lord is dealing with me today about... Um, being a follower of the Lord, and we're going to go to the book of Job because Job was a priest of his home. And if you're a man, you are the priest of your home. But if there, if you're a female head of the household, then you are still, you're to cover your home. And everyone that is in that home, just as Job did in prayer, and that's what the Lord uh, is, has been dealing with me about, covering those that God has assigned to us in prayer. We are to cover them. And so we're going to go to Job and read chapter 1. 
starting with verse 1. Once again, our thought for today is a follower of the Lord. Job was a follower of the Lord. He followed the Lord. Even though Jesus wasn't present during the time that Job was living, he still followed the Lord. How did he follow him? He followed him with his heart. And so let's let's start reading. Job chapter 1, verse 1, it says, There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And I just want to just, just do one, look at one verse at a time. It says that Job was a man that was perfect and upright and one that feared God and he eschewed or avoided evil. And because of his love for God, his reverence for God, his knowledge and belief in God, he decided that he wanted to live a righteous life before God. And that's why I said he was perfect. In other words, everything, the rules that, that was given to Job, he followed those rules. He listened and obeyed those rules, and God blessed him, as we'll read in verse 2. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. So the Lord blessed Job with ten children. His substance or his property also in verse 3 was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Let me read verse 4. Um, And his sons went and feasted in their houses every one his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink. And you all, both both of you all, you are probably familiar with this story. But God began to deal with me in verse 4. I never saw this before. His sons went and feasted in their houses. Now, he had seven boys. There are seven days in the week. And my thought is every day they would go to each other's house to have dinner. And it really took the load off because when I, like to, today is Sunday, you know, well, we may, Brother Williams may figure out what we're going to eat today, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we are, just, when those days present themselves, you're trying to plan a meal. But here, the load is taken off because you got seven sons and each one have a day that they're going to prepare a meal. But not only were they preparing a meal for their families, they were preparing the meals for their siblings. And God began to deal with me on how I believe that because Job prayed and honored God, his children were close to each other. They didn't have the bickering and fighting that we have now among siblings, among relatives, among, you know what I'm saying? We have so much rivalry in our own family. There's so much drama going on. I believe it's because we're not covering our families as we should, as our forefathers covered us. Minister Jeff, you were talking about God's grace and his graciousness and his kindness and his love, love towards each of us. And there is only one God. We understand that. But 
The one and true God has called us to be faithful in prayer, and he has assigned each and every one of us to a specific duty. Now, we have gifts, but we have assignments, and one of them is to cover our households in prayer. Amen? Amen. Now, listen, this is what in the New Testament, Jesus prayed. He says, Father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. Then in another place, he said, those that thou have given to me, those that you have assigned to me, I have lost none but one, the son of perdition. So Jesus understood. Every time Jesus went to pray, he was not just praying for himself. He was praying for those that God had assigned him to. Remember the Lord Jesus in Luke told Peter, he said, Peter, the enemy, he's desiring to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you that your faith does not fail when the temptation comes. And then Jesus also told us when you pray, pray what? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I'm going somewhere. And lead us not, what, into temptation. And lead us not. We could be praying that over our families, over our children, over our grandchildren. Lord, do not lead them into temptation, but deliver them from that wicked one. Deliver them from the evil one. Deliver them. Keep them above the evil because the enemy is out there seeking whom he may devour. Our prayers are so important. We are ask, I'm asking God to place a new hedge around about me and my family because there may have been a time that I missed it and I was so focused on the pain that I was in or so focused on me, myself, and I. And instead of praying and covering my family, woe is me, I was off, had detoured and went another direction and was praying for a personal prayers for me. You get what I'm saying? Lord, I need you to do this for me. Lord, because we do that. We do that, unfortunately, uh, in ignorance. Job was covering his family, you all. He was praying for his children. Let's go, let's, let's go on. Verse 5, it says, and it was so when the days of their feast were gone about. What did Job do? Job sent and sanctified them. He got up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. Listen to what Job said. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their heart. Thus did Job continually. So Job understood how important it was to offer up sacrifices, not just for himself and his wife, his servants, his household, his, his, his animals, his children, his grandchildren, his daughters, his spouses, his sons and daughters and their spouses. He covered them all. He got up in the morning to pray for them. And when God began to show me this, I said, Lord, because we'll get out of the bed and give God thanks, but we need to be covering our children and our families and those who the Lord has assigned to us, even the ones that have left home. Yes. Job's children yes. had their own houses to live in. He still sanctified them because he said he understood how the enemy will look for a way to get in. He said that yes. maybe my sons have cursed God in their heart. And we don't know what our children are going through when they've left our household. We don't know how the enemy is 
fighting them in their mind, mentally, fighting them in their body. Some children are afflicted with cancer and asthma and, you know, all kinds of things that they're going through because the enemy has afflicted them. But our prayers can cover them, and we can pray and ask God to destroy the yoke of the enemy off of not only ourselves but our children and those who we've been assigned to. And even further than that, but God, hallelujah, God began to deal with me on how he places you in a, an employee, a place of employment so you can pray and cover the place where he puts you. Pray for your job. Pray for your supervisor. Pray for your manager. And also mm-hmm. the neighborhood you're living in. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for those that God has He's planted you in a certain place to be a prayer warrior and a covering, not just for your address. Amen. The church that you attend, pray and cover the pastor, his wife, the pastor's children. That's our job, to pray for those that we have been assigned to. And in turn, you reap what you sow. If all of us would really get down to business and pray and cover each other, cover each other like Job did. Now, of course, the enemy is still going to look for ways to get in because that's his job. But he cannot get in unless the Lord allow it. But I'm saying the enemy is having a good time with our, with our loved ones because we're not covering them. And I begin to think about how my mom, before she passed away, said that she had been praying for my husband, that we would get reconciled. God answered that prayer. And she didn't even tell me. I didn't know she was praying for him because I stopped praying for him. I was just going on with my life. I'll just live a married woman that's single, you know. God had my mother praying for my husband that he would bring us back together. He did that. Do you all see the importance as we read the scripture? And if you think about all the times that Jesus, he would separate himself or he would wake up in the morning to go to pray. And I used to say, Lord, well, what, Jesus did so much praying. What was he praying for? God began to deal with He was praying for me. He was praying for you. He was praying for his disciples. He was praying for the lost. He was praying for the Jews. He was praying even that the scribes and Pharisees would turn from their wicked ways. He was praying for those that God had given to, 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 to him, that their eyes would be open. Remember, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to what? To preach, right? To open the eyes of those that have been blinded. That is what we can pray, that God will open the eyes of our children who are wandering out there in the wilderness lost. We don't give up on them. We pray for them. Even if they've hurt us, even if they've said harmful things to us, even if they have separated themselves from us, we can still cover them. Even if they've moved out, even if they've gone on with their lives, even if they've decided that they don't want to serve the God that you're serving, we still can pray for them, that God one day will change their mind and heart and bring them back to their senses and that they will come back home to the Father. Remember, he said he will leave the 99, right? He will leave the 99. He will leave the 99, you all. Yeah. He came to seek and to save those who are lost. Remember, he said those that are are well don't need a physician. Mm -hmm. But we are to comfort. We are, that is our part. 
in the kingdom of God to cover those that God has assigned to us. That is a part of a disciple, a follower of the Lord, is to pray and offer up sacrifices, prayers, petition to the Lord. We're representing those who don't know God or those who turn their back on God, representing them before the Lord to ask the Lord to have mercy, ask the Lord to grant repentance, ask the Lord to turn away his wrath. Remember, Abraham prayed for Lot. Lot made the wrong decision, went in the wrong area. He lost everything except for two daughters. He came out with two daughters. He went in full and came out with just two women in in his life. But the prayers of Abraham, God honored those prayers. And we could Moses, he prayed. Noah, he prayed. These are priests that covered their families of those that God had given them charge over. I'm going to read verse 5 again. And it was so when the days of their feast, and so they were going about their daily lives, they were eating and drinking, and just enjoying life. Job sent and sanctified them. He got up early in the morning. He offered up burnt offerings according to the number of them all. He didn't leave not one of them out. The Bible said he had ten children. He prayed for all of them. And I'm sure he covered his grandchildren as well. And I begin to read in the book of Daniel where the Bible says Daniel had an excellent spirit, but Daniel, he prayed for himself, he prayed for Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. He prayed for Nebuchadnezzar. He was under his rulership. He prayed, the Bible tells us, to pray for those that are in authority, what? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. If we're not praying, we need to start praying. We need to start praying. As you're traveling, if you're on the expressway, you could be praying for the car next to you, praying for the car in front of you. Praying, praying, praying that the Lord will allow you to ride safely. Even when you look over, if you're driving, you look over and see the car next to you. You can see them clearly on their phone. They're not paying attention to the road. We can start praying for them that they put that phone down and pay attention to the road so they don't cause an accident or bring death to someone else. You know, there's so many things we're doing in ignorance and in foolishness. But the prayers of the righteous, what, you all? Come on now. Avail as much. <laughs> yes. Our prayers will avail much. They really will. And the yeah. enemy is doing, he's working on us to have us so distracted that we're not praying like we could, should, and that we can. And so I'm saying, Lord, help us, forgive us, help us to put in our heart a Spirit of prayer. Let us pray. Let us begin to pray. Pray, 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 Lord God. He's calling us to prayer. It's so important to pray. Pray, 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 pray. At the end of verse 5, it says, Thus did Job continually. He did not cease. And the Bible says men ought to always pray and not to see, forgive up, or not to faint. Yes, ma'am. Job kept his family covered every day so the enemy could not get in to penetrate 
because there was a shield around him. And we need to be covering our families. We need to be covering the things that God has blessed us with from now on until Jesus comes or until he takes us out of here if we're not doing those things. Oh, God, help us, Lord God. Well, I'm just led. I was going to go to verse 12. Um, we are in chapter 17, but I, I, I'm feeling feel led to let's just start at verse 1. We're St. John chapter 17. And these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour or the time has come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we have the prayers that Jesus prayed, and we can pray these same prayers because his father is our father. Look at what he said in verse 2. You have given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal. You may know thee through God and Jesus thou hast sent. Jesus said that they may know the true God because the world is, has been introduced to so false God. And yeah. Jesus said the light. And so when we have the truth that God has given to us, but even as yesterday I sent out a text, the truth servant, the truth Nothing can stand against the truth of God's word. Nothing. The truth is the truth. Yes, and he is. said that, verse 3, he says that they may know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom God sent. He said, I have glorified thee on earth, and that is our duty to glorify the Father and the Son while we're living on the earth. We don't take credit for any works of God. We do not and cannot take credit for if someone receives salvation or if someone believes that we are just messengers. We are the share of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, Minister Jeff, I love what you said about sounding the alarm. We are to be alarm sounders about preparing yourself for the coming of the Lord for those who know him and those who have not professed Christ, who do not know him, let them know there is a God in heaven who loves you. There is a God in heaven who created man, and he placed him on earth, and he wants man to acknowledge him and to serve him and to get to know him. And Jesus said, I have, I'm in verse 4, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work that thou gavest me to do. And my prayer is, Lord, let my life glorify you on the earth, and, Lord, let me finish or complete, or if I haven't started, let me start the work that you sent me here to do now that I'm a new creature. Let me be a light in this dark world that you may get the glory. He says, and now, listen to his prayer, verse 5, and now, O Father, glorify thy me with thy own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Look what he says, verse 6, I have manifested thy name unto men which thou gave me out of the world. Thine they were, thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. He said, I have revealed your name to the men that you gave me. I remember we shared, Joe offered sacrifice, ten children gave. Joe was a priest of his home. He was a follower. 
The Bible says he did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord. He reverenced the Lord. And God puts you in specific places, strategic places us in areas so that we can be a light, also so that we'll be a company, whether it's a place of employment, grocery store, on the way, in your name, wherever you are, be praying that God protect and keep safe from harm. Jesus said, those that you gave me out of the world, he didn't take credit for them. He says, they are yours. Dying they were, you gave them me, and they have kept thy word. In other words, the word that Jesus shared with the ones that, he, that God gave to him, they have obeyed the word. And God gave, just like God gave Job the seven sons and three daughters, he gave us, me and Brother Williams, he gave us children. He gave you, Sister Philomena, children. He gave Brother Jeff, Minister Jeff, children. He's given us children, and if we didn't understand when they were younger to give them the word of God, now we do. And if we missed it with the older, because we didn't, I didn't always do right with my old, especially my oldest two children. I wasn't even walking in the ways of the Lord when we had them. But now that God has opened my eyes, now that he's granted me repentance, now he's let me see his love for me and how he was great, grateful to me and Brother William. And now that I know how important it is, now if the Lord allows my grandchildren to come over, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to share the word. I'm asking God to help me to teach the children the word. And also, I'm responsible for covering now. Love the Lord that I get another chance. I may not have did it right back in the day, but guess what? Here we are. In 2022, Lord, I thank you. You've given me another chance to pray more because I didn't understand how important to cover my family, my children, and things that you've given to me. But Jesus understood that. Verse 7, he says, Now that I've known that all things whatsoever you have given are me, are of thee. Jesus was taking credit for nothing that he had. He wasn't taking credit for no power that he had to heal the sick. He said, He said, They know that everything they see me do from you. I had cash you. I came down from you. That's what Jesus' testimony was. He says, For I have given unto them, I'm in verse 8, the words that you gave me. And they have received them, and they have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that you did send me. And look at what he says in verse 9. I pray. Are we praying, saints? He says, I pray for them. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. He understood that. He was assigned, or there were those that were assigned to him, and he was to keep them covered. Now, he said, I pray not for the world. So there are some that we haven't been given to pray for. But Jesus said, I pray for those that are given to me. And if we're not sure, Lord, is he assigned to me? Is she assigned to me? 
Lord, why did she come into my presence? Lord, how can I pray for this soul? Even if you have one encounter with that person, we can, be, we can leave their presence and never, ever see them again, but we can ask the Father how to pray for them. If they haven't shared, sometimes we have to know. We could just pray in our heavenly language for various people because the Lord knows. Now he says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but I pray for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Verse 11, and now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thy own name those whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are one. And I believe Job prayed this prayer, you all, for the sisters to go to the brother's house and they had a feast every day. That means they were getting along. But the children got along. They were one. And I said, my God, if we begin to pray and cover our children as Job did, and as we just read, Jesus covered those that God gave to him, the enemy will be not have victory over us, and we eventually, I believe, will come together as one. He said they are one as we are one. He said that they may be one. Thank you, Lord God. That they may be one as we are. Verse 12, he says, while I was with them in the world, while we are here, saints, I kept them in thy name. We want to plead the blood of Jesus over our loved ones and those that God has given to us. We can plead the blood of Jesus over them. We can pray the prayer of faith and pray God's blessings over our children and those that God has assigned to us. Lord, bless them. Lord, keep them. Lord, make your face to shine upon them. Lord, give them peace. Amen. We can pray these blessings. We can pray scripture to God and he will honor us. We can pray and ask God to grant us repentance first and pray to ask God to take all bitterness and unforgiveness from our heart. That's why Jesus said, forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. We can pray that God will keep a hedge of protection around about them on every side or make up a new hedge about them. Amen. I want to go to this last scripture. I don't know if anyone has want to say anything or comment the Lord has given you anything. Well, I have a quick testimony, real quick. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned this, and I've, I've given this testimony before, Sister Pam, you may have heard it before, but real quick, uh, you know, we all had someone, just like you said, your mom, and you remember, I, I know your mom, and um, I know a great woman of God she, that she was. And uh, my mom also, too, um, I didn't even have no inclination that, you know, she was praying for me. You know, um, you know, my, my mom passed in 2011, and when my mom passed, I was out of bed, so I she passed. But I, I never shed a tear, you know, because I knew my mom was okay. I was okay with her, you know, leaving here uh, and going on because I knew that, you know, I would rather her be in the embrace with the love of the Lord than suffering here. So I didn't, I didn't cry. But um, I ended up getting my mom's Bible. And, um, you know, I'd read through it and stuff like that. But around 2016, 
I was reading through it again, and I started coming to areas of it that I had missed in the previous five years where she had been praying for her children. And the things that she was praying for was no way that, because I never revealed to her the things that I was doing. So I know it had to be the Lord, the Holy Spirit, you know, revealing it to her. And she was praying, you know, on me for those things. And those are things that God was working on me, you know, on me regarding. And, um, you know, in 2016, that was the first time I just broke down and shed tears for my mom because of the prayers that she had offered up for me and that those prayers were indeed being answered. So I know the power of prayer, and uh, especially from those who are diligently seeking him and searching for him, you know, and fervently praying, you know, and, you know, and are in Christ. So it is very important for us to pray for others. Like you said, even when you're on the road and we're passing by people and stuff like that, I know there were, you know, four, you know, children killed here in Henry County this past week. Um, and kind of six degrees of separation. My daughter, 16, she kind of knew them. But, uh, you know, they were killed. And uh, you just never know. And and death has no age. You know, you could be here one day or you could be here 100 years. You just don't know. Tomorrow's not promised. But we know that the goodness awaits those who are in the Lord. And that's what we should be praying for people. But I just wanted to get that quick you know, testimony of how powerful prayer, how powerful prayer is, and that prayer definitely does work, and God does answer prayers. And Minister Jeff, isn't God amazing, too? Because he does it in his time. We don't know what year your mom was studying and writing in that book and asking and making supplication for you. The prayers of the righteous, as you said, and diligently, those that diligently seek him. But God knew the time that he had appointed and set aside for you to get revelation, for him to reveal to you that you not only were saved by God's grace, but your mom's prayers. He heard, he hearkened, and now, hallelujah, you are still alive because she covered, she offered up sacrifices for her children. Amen. And when he opened your eyes to let you see that, you had to weep, but you wept because was it for joy or for graciousness? Why were you weeping, if you, if you don't mind sharing? Oh, it's for joy. <laughs> it was for joy. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't about me missing her and all that. It, it was for joy. You know, yeah. um, God thought enough of me to yeah. listen to the prayers of my mom. And my dad was a praying man as well, but. You know, to hear those prayers and to little old me, insignificant me, who was out there doing everything under the sun, who when he left, when he left, uh, when he, when I left to go to college, I said I would never step a foot in anybody's church while I'm away, you know, and, um, you know, because I had gone to church so much when I was younger. And I, I said on Sunday morning, I'm sleeping in, I'm going to party all day on Saturday. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to sleep in on Sunday and do everything under the sun I wanted to do. And I knew that God could have allowed not his grace not to extend to me the way it did. And I could have died in my sins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I was weeping. That's why I cried. It was just a joy, you yeah. know, and uh, because he didn't have to do that. 
but thankfully he did. And when I share it, when, when I speak to my children and I tell them I'm praying for them, and I'm trying to warn them, and I always give them my true story. I don't sugarcoat my story. You know, I, I tell them, I say, now look, God's grace was sufficient for me, but his grace may not be sufficient for you in the same way. So, you know, today is the day to call on him. Don't wait. You may not get to that age like I did. I say, you don't need to wait because he might, your soul might be required of you today before the day is over. So I always share that too with you. But it was, it was all about joy. It was all about joy. Amen. And I think we all have that same testimony. Brother Williams is here listening as well and how God, God granted him repentance when he was behind bars. And God humbled him when he was in the prison, in the, the four wall. I don't remember how big the cell was. Um, maybe one day he'll share his testimony. But when God got through with Brother Williams and Brother Williams called me, I knew he had been changed. I couldn't deny it. You know, there was a change in that man, but God did it. I had nothing to do with it, but God did it. But I believe Brother Williams cry out to God, Abba Father, to help him. And my mother was praying for him. And there were others who were praying. There were other people at Bethel. Sister Philomena, you know, Brother Lamari was praying for my husband. And even oh. if I had abandoned praying for him because of bitterness, the enemy just had me with my mind in another direction. There were still soldiers who were covering him. And when, I, when God began to reveal to me the favor that my husband had in jail, you know, the things that he was allowed to do that other people didn't do, the meal that he ate that other people didn't eat. And even the officer with my husband, I hope you don't mind me sharing, they diagnosed him with cancer. He was 35 years old. My husband was sick, so sick in jail. He couldn't eat. He was in such great pain. The officer went into the cell, if I think I'm sharing it right, and, and persuaded my husband to have a surgery, and they let him out and took him to the hospital to have the surgery. God healed his body. Amen. Now, how many people do you know is in jail yes. and the officer will go to the prisoner who's there for whatever wrong he did and persuade him, let's get you some help. You're not well. Let's get you some. Uh, most officers would let just let them die in prison. So when God began to show me the favor that my husband had, even in prison, I couldn't deny it. Mm-hmm. And so the last scripture that I have here is Psalms 37 and 37. It says, "Mark the perfect man." And behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. And the perfect man, his name is Jesus, Yeshua, the anointed one, the Messiah. If we target him, if we copycat him, because there are a lot of figures out in this world that when you see, you may see someone with something on that you like, and then you try to, you know, you see a pair of shoes, pair of pants, whatever, dress, the Philomena, me and you, whatever we see. a nice hat or whatever it is, and we like it, but we are patterned after the image that we see. The word of God says to target the perfect man. Look at him. Keep your eyes on him, the one who was upright. For the end of that man, you will find peace. 
Yeah. If you watch anybody else in this world, it's going to be some sorrow with it, I promise you. And back to Job. Job, the Bible says, was perfect and upright. He was one that people could watch. They could watch him because he was a model. He was an example of how to live a righteous life before God. And that is what we want to make sure we're doing. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is our what? Reasonable. reasonable. Hallelujah. It's our reasonable service, saints. So we do thank you, Father, for your word, God, that has pricked our Mm -hmm. heart, Lord God. And your word has challenged us, Lord God. And we have a charge to pray, Lord God, for those that you have given to us, God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. To sound the alarm, to go before you, Lord God, with a sincere heart, Lord God. Because we understand and we believe the factual, fervent prayers, and that's the intense, unceasing prayers of the righteous. But we have two testimonies. We thank God for Minister Jeff sharing his testimony, and I shared a little bit about Minister Williams. We thank you, Lord God, that these are two men that your hand was upon, Lord God, and you brought them out of a world of sin, shame, and darkness, God. And my prayer is that we would continue to share the things that you've done for us, God, that you may get the glory, Lord God, but that we are beyond post, that we are on guard, Lord God, that we will be found faithful when you come, Lord God. When you return, whether it's to come and get our spirit, Lord God, and catch us away or come to get your church, may we be found faithful in the things that you call us to do. And one of those is to make sure... We are praying day and night, not ceasing to pray. In Jesus' name is my prayer. Amen. God bless all of you all. Amen.